0: Hey, this is the 94 Club Podcast, you know, that podcast that you're listening to right this very moment. And I am the host of this shitty dog and pony show, James Hoover. If you want to get in contact with me, why don't you head on over to your local email machine, go right into that address bar and type jameshoover78 at yahoo.com, and then write your little thoughts on there. And maybe, if I feel like you're awesome, I'll get back to you. If you say "fuck email," man, that's so 1997. You wanna, you wanna be a little bit more modern. You hit me up on that Twitter machine at thehooves78. Now that's enough of the opening bumper. Let's get to the show. Man, that's uh, that kind of makes me jealous listening to that opening bumper uh, back when I could actually talk. Um, this is about as good as my voice has been in about two weeks. I've been sick for like almost a month, you guys, and I don't, I don't really know what to do about it. This kind of started as uh, about a month ago as a fever, and then I got walking pneumonia. And I'm gonna do a podcast here until either I get everything out that I want to say. Or my voice just gives out. This is my voice after having some soup, some honey, some lemon juice, and some tea, and a, and a goddamn throat lozenge. And it's already starting to fall apart. I can hear it crackling already. But people were kind of putting the screws to me saying, uh, what's up? When When's a podcast coming? Or my favorite is when they use the, the word expect. If you ever want to get heat with me, just use the word, hey, when can we expect a podcast? And like I told old Dennis Frank on Twitter, hey, if you want to pay me, you can PayPal me $5 and I'll do a show for you and put it out whenever you want. And then you know when to expect, but I'm doing this for free. So, you can expect a podcast whenever the fuck I put it out. How's that sound? Oh, I'm just gonna sit here i'm gonna I'm just gonna have a conversation with you guys. There's not gonna be like any like okay, this is this segment and this is this segment, and everything is regimented and this is a, th- th- let's this is a this is a conversation. Because not only have I had to deal with being sick and having walking pneumonia. But the drama at my job is top fucking notch. (coughs) I really wish that I could say everything. I wish I could tell you guys the whole story behind this. But I don't think it was a coincidence that a bunch of stuff started to happen at work and they issued us, uh, especially me, they issued me a little bit of a warning that said, uh, pretty much, don't bury work, don't bury your employer on social media because it could result in your termination, which that sounds an awful lot like a threat to me and is not adding to the huge boiling cauldron of problems. I'm going to just say this flat out. One of my superiors over the last, I'd say, two weeks has been acting in the most unprofessional manner that I have ever witnessed in my three decades that I have been in the workforce. And yes, if you do the math, yes, I have been working uh, since I was like 9 or 10 years old. Doing odd jobs that 9 or 10 year olds could legally do. Because I like money. And so, the reason I'm bringing this up is because this has uh, that whole situation has become very, very tense it's been very explosive I got caught in the crossfire of having to solely and personally deal with this employee to make sure that nothing bad happened now, if you want to know more about that, I'll gladly tell you, hit me up on my email or DM me on Twitter or Facebook, because I would really like to uh, I would really like to get an outsider's opinion on what you think I should do about situation like uh, a, a situation like this, because obviously I take my job seriously. I take everything I do uh, pretty seriously. You know, I like to have fun and goof off and screw around as much as the next person, but, uh, man, my bread and butter is, uh, you know, productivity. I pride myself on being productive. But you combine that with the longest I have ever been sick in my life, and I would imagine the stress of the situation at my job is uh, not helping me get better. But I am happy to say that today is the first of six days off I have in a row. I'm going to sit and I'm going to play MLB The Show, which releases this morning. I'm going to play the hell out of that. And I know my cadence and my delivery in which I'm talking is a little off because I keep turning away from the mic to get in a, a, a breath. I can't get a full set of lungs of air right now. But yeah, I'm I'm in harm's way right now. I'm in I'm in pretty bad shape. But I'll get better. I'll either get better or I will die. And either way, I mean like I openly welcome either <laughs> either option at this point. I just want a decision to be made. Am I going to start getting better or am I going to die? I can prepare for either. I would prefer to just get better. I haven't even reached 40 yet I don't think uh, I don't think dying should be in the cards but hey, what can I do about it? If I die I die <laughs> but yeah that's that's an update that's the answer to people's questions of how are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, I feel like shit. I honestly do I, I, I wouldn't say I'm in a bad mood. But, like, I am very cloudy. It's hard for me to have a conversation and concentrate on shit. When, basically, my last two weeks have been sleep for 13 hours, go to work for 9. And then try to answer emails, try to be available for podcast listeners... And then throw a meal here and there in my stomach. I've actually dropped 18 pounds in about two, uh, two, two and a half weeks. It sucks. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I'll get better. These uh, next six days are going to be pretty crucial for me to, uh, I, I just want to get back to uh, a regular lifestyle. And I know it's, uh, a lot of people are probably thinking, just quit your job. The problem is, is that job, as shitty as it is, it pays really well. I have a good 401k there. Um, I get insurance. I get paid, and I'm not going to say a number, but I get paid way more than I would say almost anybody who has a similar position that I have within a fucking retail store I pulled in good money this year and to start all over is not yet a decision I'm willing to make but it's it's fucking getting there it's getting close I have poked my head into uh, other potential jobs. So, yeah, it's getting that rough. And then plus in that place, I mean, we've had two team members in the last year and a half or so commit suicide. And I'm not saying that it's, it's my employer's fault, but they don't really have a track record of having... The backs of people who are going through shit. I mean, there was one time, like, about ten years ago, I was in the middle of a really bad bout of depression. And my reaction to all of it was just to tell everybody, leave me the fuck alone. I'm just gonna go to work. I'm just gonna be productive just please leave me the fuck alone, and this boss that I had at the time, and I'm really good friends with her now, but, my boss at the time, and I hope she learned something from this, but, you know, she just kept pushing, she kept pressing, I said, I I need you to back off, if you're not going to give me... Anything that I need to get me through this, like uh, a leave of absence or you're not going to you'll cover my medical bills or anything like that with the insurance I have here, because at the time, uh, insurance wasn't an option, then I just need you to back the fuck off and, 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 and stop with this shit. And their attitude at the time was pretty much... Well you need to suck it up. Because you're the best at your job. And we need you to keep going. Which resulted in a couple of arguments. And a humongous falling out. Where apparently. I got so angry. That my boss. She felt. Intimidated. And threatened. And wanted to fire me. Now. Another boss kind of stepped in and said... No, don't, don't fire him. He'll be fine. I got sent home... <laughs> after half of my shift... And her exact words were... I'm going to give you the rest of the day... To go home and sort this out. To get better. And then come back tomorrow... And you better be in a better place. Um, <clears throat> so they don't have a very good track record in my eyes. Of dealing with this kind of stuff. And let me just throw in this fact. This, uh, this person that I'm dealing with at work now. I will say... Uh, Everything surrounding it has to do with alcohol. I'm sure now you have all all the pieces to paint your own picture. Or put together your own puzzle or whatever you want. (laughs) So I'm worried about this person because this person is a, a a really good human being and uh, somebody that I a year ago or two years ago or five years ago or however long I've worked with this guy I would have never pictured him going down this terrible path and it's been difficult on everybody and when you combine the fact that you're going through a tough time and you're trying to hang on to your job but at the same time the people at your job are grossly unqualified to handle somebody in this situation and this much of a crisis I worry I really do because most of the people that uh, are in charge of the place I work are younger than me Some significantly so. Some of them are in their early to mid-twenties. And I'm not one of these people that are going to say all college-age kids are worthless shitheads and fuck the millennials. You guys know me better than that. But I will say these particular set of people, I am very confident that they have never had ...strong adversity in their lives. And when the only thing they have... ...is their... ...cushy, nice new cars and... ...their college education... ...and they get to be in charge of things. They get to call themselves the boss... It's really, really, really easy to overlook the people who, you know, don't have all those things that have, that that are maybe going through a rough time. You know, so it's, it's hard, man. Like, you don't, you don't really know what to do in this situation when you see somebody that you care about. And you don't really know what more you can do, because I'll tell you the people that uh that I work with there a lot of them don't give a shit. I give a shit, but when you give a shit, you also become the bad guy too. you know I had to go tell this person you know I asked him are we're bros right we're 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 pals I said, oh yeah, absolutely. I said, then don't ever fucking do this to me again. And then less than 24 hours later, the next time I see him, he's drunk again. So, there's really only so much that um, I can be responsible for. I can't put the entire weight of this dude's world on my shoulders. And I know that if on top of this, he gets fired, that this isn't going to help the situation at all. But the people in charge, the people who are the bosses, like I said, they don't understand adversity. Most of them are in their early to mid-20s. And all they've known is high school, college, and their nice little cushy boss job. And probably a lifetime of people telling them, we're really proud of you and you're really special. And those are the people who have the fate of a dude going through a real troubled time right now, they have their fate in the uh, they have his fate in their hands, just like they did mine ten years ago. I should have saw the writing on the wall in two thousand three, when um, yeah, I mean it was my first ninety days in that store. My mother had called the store right before my shift. I think my shift started at ten p.m. that day. Lasted until 6:30 a.m., and I think my mom called about 10 minutes to 10. I had not walked in the door yet. She wanted to deliver the message that my uh, great grandmother had passed away. They did not give me this message until 6:30 a.m. when I walked out the door, and I asked them, "Why didn't you give this to me sooner?" Their reaction was. We needed you here today. Somebody had called in sick. So once again. I want to say that to illustrate. Why I have. uh, Been really concerned. About a co-worker and a friend of mine. Who is stuck in this. Almost insurmountable play. Uh, this insurmountable place of being caught between his own hardships and a bunch of selfish, greedy fucks who are going to try to squeeze this guy for every last drop of juice he has and then throw away the fruit and just try to fucking move on and find somebody else to replace him. Now I don't know. I was going to uh talk about wrestling a bunch today. I should have probably led with the wrestling talk to be honest with you. But you know how this you know how this shit goes. The beginning of the podcast here is always me uh in a conversation with you guys trying to catch up on on personal stuff. Like I said, hopefully this week kind of gets me back on track physically and mentally cuz I am Exhausted. I am 100% exhausted right now. So, hopefully uh, six days of video gaming, podcasting, catching up on sleep, getting back on a, a proper healthy diet. I mean, God knows I could have stood to use a, lose a, a few pounds, but not this way. Um, man, you know what, how about this, um, so that there is some sort of transition, so like after me tearing up, um, having a, a somewhat serious talk, how about, um, how about, uh, how about I play like a song or something and then we'll come back and talk some wrestling. (laughs) I'll uh, I'll recuperate a little bit. I'll try to get something to drink quick. Uh, what should I play? Here I'll just uh, I'll just I'll just play something at random off of my uh, work playlist, and I'll be right back, and we can talk about some wrestling. Does that sound cool, guys? Like I said, sorry to start off on such a down note but you guys are my pals this is uh this is a podcast about honesty and uh, I'm going to be honest about what's going on all right so let me find a song we'll come back and uh, we'll talk a little bit of wrestling all right enjoy whatever is about to play One, two, three, he said two for you, two for me Face like a saint, sucking like a sinner Cocaine makes you thinner, cocaine makes you thinner I got supermodels on my D D. I got supermodels on my D. D I got supermodels on my D i with this newsman, he'll tell you the truth While he's singing the blues just like Gassarama On Avenue B, he'll check under the hood Man, and teach you Tai Chi He laughed and with a gesture to drinks with the girls He said you gotta have the love in this fucked up world You gotta have the love in this fucked up world You gotta have that sweet Supermodel That's right. Supermodel on my D, because I think the song that played. I actually had the volume turned down, so I didn't really hear. And then I promptly closed Spotify. So, but I think that I, I think I caught that. That's the song that was playing. I hope you enjoyed that. Just went in the kitchen to make myself a nice little concoction of bottled water, lemon juice uh emergency uh, powdered vitamin C drink and uh fruit punch flavored meal uh it tastes like horse piss <coughs> <coughs> and I'm sorry I just coughed right into the microphone that one snuck up on me a little bit but um I- i'm sure you can probably all figure out by now that uh what wrestling i have watched it's been very hard to get uh to get all excited and involved in <laughs> uh i thought the ultimate deletion was was uh was well done but uh i i think uh i think the one thing that it lacked though and and i think we can all agree on this probably it lacked that that magic of newness—it did—it didn't feel new anymore. It felt like this is uh, a retread of this. Which hey, any broken mat is good broken mat. So I enjoyed it. I saw a lot of negativity about it online, and everybody's entitled to their dumb opinion. But I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. Uh, I thought the Roman Reigns and Brock Le- uh, Lesnar segment to open Raw was pretty well done. Christ, they're actually getting some uh, some smattering of cheers in there for Roman Reigns a little bit, which is uh, it's cool. I guess I mean that's the that's the direction that they want to go. I've uh, I've always been kind of a uh, oddly a Roman Reigns supporter, I like the guy, I I enjoy watching him, (coughs) and I think his story so far has been the most uh, fascinating part of uh, WWE programming in about two or three years, or over the last two or three years, I should say. Just because you can then sit and talk about uh, the relationship between the fans and uh, the WWE itself right now, because in a lot of in a lot of different instances, you can say, "Man, the uh, the tail is really wagging the dog," and sometimes WWE kind of buckles to what the fans want a little too much. I think sometimes for their own good. But then, on the other hand, uh, on the other side of the coin, you got uh, Roman Reigns, which is just like, no, we're going with Reigns, damn it. It's super interesting always to talk about, and uh, I still get that sinking feeling. I mean, when you got WrestleMania and it's a crowd full of marks, I don't think they're going to get to where they want to go with that feud or that match. I bet you Lesnar will be 80% cheered in that match. Roman is obviously going over. Roman is going to be your new champion. And Lesnar will probably go away for at least a little while. Whether he... Whether you think he's going to come back to the WWE or not, I guess, is completely up to debate. But, I mean, everything I just said right now, is I think, is what everybody is kind of gathering is going to happen. I think smart money is on that. But we will soon see. I'm getting a text here. Hold on. Is it something important? Nope. Me and my wife just got new phones. Uh, that was a, a piece of good news is... Uh, our, our tax return was absolutely enormous this year. I think it was about triple what it was last uh, last year. But, of course, we made damn near triple the amount of money that we made last year. So, hooray. And the cool thing is, is I didn't work three times as hard. I just worked probably... One and a half times the amount I did last year. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, it was a, it was a text message saying, um, uh, since we switched phones and we switched plans, my cell phone plan for the next six months will be $1 a month. So that's pretty cool. Uh, let me get a swig of beverage in here. Man, other than those two uh, per, per, uh, particular segments, I thought Raw kind of stunk. It wasn't bad, but I, I mean, it just... At this point now, it's just like, build, 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 keep throwing gas on the fire, boom, 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 let's let's get these... Uh, let's get to WrestleMania. Um... Man, I'm still kind of a little uncomfortable with the uh, Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss angle because <sighs> I don't think they've ever devalued somebody as quickly as they have Nia Jax. I mean, she went from destroying Asuka, you know, putting her through the barricade, to bawling like a baby and having everybody call her a fat pig. And, uh I mean, I get it. I get the theory. Break somebody down so that um, you can have them make this big heroic comeback against uh, the villain that is Alexa Bliss. I get it. I get what they're going for. I just found it particularly uncomfortable to watch is all. And maybe I'm reading too much into it or maybe I'm just letting actual human emotion play into what should be a very simple good guy versus bad guy story. Then just cheer for Nia Jax to win, right? And I probably will be. I think they at least succeeded there. They made me want to see Nia Jax get her redemption. But I don't think the WWE is very good at redemption. I think they're very good at uh, breaking down people and burying them. You know, There's a saying that high tides raise all boats, and I think they pick one or two boats that they really want, keep them high, and then d- drain the fucking swamp from there. But what else we got going on on Raw um, heading into WrestleMania? We got Finn Balor, The Miz, and Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental title not a great story going on there a very C-minus, D-plus graded uh, very simplistic story of uh, basically fighting for a title the match should be pretty good I mean, I don't I don't see how it wouldn't be when you got Finn Balor, The Miz and Seth Rollins in there what else we got going on on Raw? What's the tag title situations? I forgot who has the tag titles. Oh, wait. No, I don't. Um, it's The Bar versus Braun Strowman and probably a partner who will probably be Elias. And I know I shouldn't say this because I think everybody can agree at this point that Braun Strowman should probably be way, way, way higher up the card on WrestleMania than where he is right now. Yeah, I don't care either way. But when we get past WrestleMania, it's time to ratchet it up. It's time to get Braun Strowman as. Uh, I mean, he should go right into Brock Lesnar's spot, right? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you guys agree with that? I mean, Braun Strowman is, is like fucking really popular. People love him. I love him. I think he's great. I think he's had some of the most. Entertaining segments on Raw For a couple of months now And while the tag team of Braun Strowman and Elias Will tickle the funny bone I just don't uh, I don't know if you want to do that long term Because I think uh, both of those guys Are stars, man I uh, I love Elias, I love Braun Strowman We, uh, as fans, should expect big things from both of those people going forward. (coughs) Oh, yeah. And we got Triple H and Stephanie McMahon versus Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. Which has had a series of false starts. I don't even know what to say about that other than I, that that match was never for me. I was never much of an MMA fan. I don't think I've ever seen an entire MMA match in its entirety ever. So Ronda Rousey coming to the WWE was just like, "Oh, okay. Well, this this is for the casual fans." And that's what we have to kind of, I mean, if we're if we're really calling ourselves smart Marks because I think the term smart mark means that you're the dumbest of them all because like you're really invested in the <laughs> the mark part of the show, which is like everybody's like, Oh Finn Balor, oh Nakamura, oh AJ Styles and then you immediately reject anything that's not your favorites. Where Wrestlemania is like the biggest Casual fan show of the year They try to get as many eyeballs Watching as possible So that's what this match is And you can probably throw John Cena versus The Undertaker On that list too Now I would really love to have Anyone in the 94 Club Anyone listening right now Sell me On John Cena versus The Undertaker Because I'm not feeling it Um, I've heard a lot of people say John Cena's promos Over the last couple weeks To try to draw out The Undertaker Have been awesome I think John Cena is kind of coming across A little bit as desperate And I think this whole storyline With Cena has been uh, A little obnoxious Basically he's saying If I'm not wrestling for a title Or I'm not wrestling the Undertaker Then I don't have a path to Wrestlemania Um I don't know I think Dolph Ziggler would probably Accept a, a match with you at Wrestlemania Don't you What about uh, What about uh, old Russiv over there Russiv day Can I ask you guys a question about the Rusev Day thing? Is the Rusev Day and how popular that thing is... Is it still just... Every day that he's on the show is Rusev Day... And that's like the entire gimmick? Because then I have to ask the question... Is it really popular because it's entertaining? Or... Is it really popular because the crowd is filled with ironic smart marks and it's and and people are cheering for it ironically if you don't understand the question i just asked i don't know how to phrase it any differently i'm fighting an illness <laughs> so i'm a little cloudy And plus I'm doing this I have I've this is this might be the first time ever I don't even have a Google document screen open in front of me. I have my soundboard and the <clears throat> recording software. That's it. There are no notes. I am sitting here doing this podcast 90% of the time with my eyes closed and half asleep. But anyway, I think that pretty much covers the Raw side, doesn't it? We got anything else going on on the Raw side? Well, potentially, I think I think they should throw Bailey and Sasha Banks one-on-one match. I think they should throw that maybe on the WrestleMania pre-show. Because that match is going to be really good. And um, they got enough of a story there that I think they can go forward with that, don't you guys? And then before I move on to SmackDown, I do have to say... The Wrestlemania card is fucking loaded This year I mean it is absolutely loaded With all kinds of different things High profile women's matches um, The big Ronda Rousey match Potentially the big Cena Undertaker match Nakamura versus AJ Styles Is going to be a match that A lot of <clears throat> A lot of hardcore fans Are going to love so there's something for everybody on this WrestleMania which is which is awesome because like I can have a couple of different people over to watch WrestleMania over at the uh, the old 94 studios here at Casa de Hoover. And like every kind of fan will be interested in some part of the show. So I mean I think that's cool. I I I like that about WrestleMania. And then we can get back to like cuz I always thought SummerSlam in particular or maybe even the Royal Rumble to a certain extent, is the big kind of uh, you know, hardcore fan show. I'm going to try to drift away from the term smart mark and go more towards hardcore fan. Both can be twisted as negative terms, but I just I don't like using a bunch of wrestling lingo. I like saying Barry. I like it when, uh, when I can bury people I like saying that but other than that not too much let me get another drink here and we'll move on to uh, we'll move on to Smackdown Um, the AJ Nakamura build to their match has been uh, god awful they're using kind of Rusev as a catalyst and people don't want to boo Rusev like, there's, they're actually kind of taking steam off of this match. Because they're putting the most popular guy smack in the middle of this feud for the time being. And people don't want to boo Rusev. So, kind of a dumb move. I think that that should have been Baron Corbin in that spot. Because I don't think Rusev is losing a whole lot. Do you guys? I mean, a lot of people uh, like to say, if you're not winning, then you're not strong, or you're not, like, he oh, Rusev should be winning matches. Yeah, I think Rusev's looked pretty good in these really, really fucking long matches that he's been in with Nakamura and Styles the last uh, couple of weeks or so. I don't think Rusev's losing anything, because, I mean, for fuck's sake, two months ago he wasn't doing a goddamn thing. <coughs> But I don't think it's really adding to Nakamura and AJ Styles either. As a matter of fact, I think it's kind of taking the focus off of them because I, everybody who's sitting there watching Rusev versus Nakamura or Rusev versus AJ Styles is going like, "Well, what the fuck? Who do who do they want us to cheer for here?" And that's the constant frustration. Is like you get the feeling that th- like this is a kind of conversation that's happening in the back. It'll go something like this. Writer A says, um, "Let's have Rusev, Russell, AJ Styles. That'll be cool. And then writer number two will be going. I don't know if that's a good idea because people are cheering Rusev right now. Don't you hear that? People are chanting Rusev Day. And here, here I got this, I got this right here, a uh, a sheet that says the Rusev Day shirts." are selling through the roof. They're one of our top t-shirt sales right now. And then writer number one, or Vince McMahon, just goes, I don't care. I don't care who the fans are cheering for. I don't care who the fans are booing. Put it out there anyway. Which that conversation has probably been happening for like three years now with Roman Reigns. The fans are just going, no, dude, no, we don't want Reigns, we want Braun Strowman, and and Vince McMahon just goes, don't fucking care, we're going with Roman. So like the fan almost the fans sometimes almost feel uh, insulted, and in this case, I think them trying to force Rusev and uh, the opera singing guy as heels. When people clearly want to cheer them Mainly Rusev probably I can't imagine that there's anybody going Yeah Aiden English is fucking amazing I think it's all about Rusev And whether it be ironically or not Because I think it is I think the Rusev love is just If you're one of these Rusev day people Search deep down Into your brain And ask yourself Why are you cheering so hard for Rusev I think it's because it's ironic and you want to hijack the product a little bit. And I don't blame you. Because, uh, you know, laying out the scenario that I just laid out, where they're like, fuck it, we're going with Reigns, or no, Rusev's a heel, we want you to boo him. I think if that's their attitude, then they have a, a product that deserves to be hijacked. The fans won't hijack your show if you give them something interesting. The fans want Rusev right now, whether it be ironic or not. So put Rusev out there as an ironic babyface. Who cares? He wasn't doing anything to begin with. What What do you have to lose? So I think the AJ Nakamura match is, man, they're just building that on, on the hopes that it's going to be a 29-star Dave Meltzer classic. And AJ suffering an ankle injury kind of puts that in jeopardy a little bit. I should be way more pumped about that match, but I'm just going to write it off as I'm probably not going to be super excited about it until the bell rings, and then I'm going to get real excited about it. Uh, Charlotte versus Asuka is happening. A pleasant surprise that Asuka shows up and challenges Charlotte. I think that was, uh, I think that was a nice. I don't know if it was an audible or they just wanted to leave both Alexa Bliss and Charlotte in play for a while and gauge the fans' in reaction and see uh, see where they think they should go. Either way. I mean Charlotte versus Asuka is a match that can main event WrestleMania. I don't think it should. Cuz once again, I don't think the build has been that great. Maybe uh maybe I'll get into a discussion on what match I think should hit. well, I don't know, it's probably going to be Reigns and Lesnar. I, is that fair to say that Reigns and Lesnar probably goes on last at WrestleMania? And my second question is, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit what goes on last? Anywho, I have also been, you know, because I like to, every once in a while, not all the time, because I like to get what I want sometimes too, and uh, most of the time my wants and my likes kind of match Everybody everybody out there in internet land, all the hardcore fans. But every once in a while, I like to just throw some chaos in there. Just so that I could laugh at how angry people are going to get about this. But if that Charlotte and Asuka match doesn't go exactly like this, then they're doing it wrong. Asuka beats Charlotte. The streak continues. Carmella comes in. Cashes in the money in the bank. Ends Asuka's streak. And walks out out of Wrestlemania. As a Smackdown Women's Championship. uh, Holding the Smackdown Women's Championship. That was not very eloquently put. But if you want to really piss off a bunch of people. Take that Charlotte and Asuka match and Asuka streak. Take the title off of Charlotte all in one big fail swoop and watch the internet meltdown. And me and you together, me and the 94 Club can sit back and laugh at all the dumb marks going, Oh, this is bullshit. Fucking Carmella. And me and you can just go, (laughs) there's more important things in life to worry about. So we're just going to sit back and be entertained and laugh at you idiots. Ugh, there, I just finished my beverage. What else we got on SmackDown? I feel like I'm forgetting something. I feel like I'm forgetting something important. Something that just happened super recently. That everybody was really excited about. Man, what was it? Oh. Yeah. We can't... With a little bit of voice I have left, we have to talk about the big thing, right? What's happening with the SmackDown tag titles? Like, is it going to be the Usos versus uh, the Bludgeon Brothers? Or is it going to be a triple threat tag somehow involving the New Day as well? And what do you guys think of the Bludgeon Brothers? Are they growing on you? They're growing on me a little bit But man it is slow Like when I first saw The Bludgeon Brothers I just went What the fuck is this shit Really But now uh, I don't know Kind of getting over a little bit with me Not not big time I still like The Usos and The New Day much much more (laughs) But alright Enough stalling Right, I'm, I'm I'm dancing around the issue Let's talk about the US title triple threat Randy Orton Jinder <coughs> All Bobby Roode I don't think that there's a potential Wrestlemania match on this Potential Wrestlemania card That I care about less I don't care about this match at all I'm very tired of Bobby Roode. I'm very, very tired of him. Uh, Jinder Mahal is dead in the water. And uh, people basically just pop for Randy Orton's finisher. So I hope we get to see Randy Orton's finisher about 20 times and then he pins somebody and retains the US title. That's, That's it. What is that horrible noise? Okay, that sounds like a plane, but it sounds like it's like a one-engine plane that's 20 feet uh, uh, over my roof. Alright. Daniel Bryan has been cleared to return to in-ring action. Now, this is another one of these things where I have to submit to what obviously all of the masses want. Which is Daniel Bryan's in ring return. I have never been a huge Daniel Bryan fan. I will always cheer for Finn Balor. I'll always cheer for Nakamura, (coughs) AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. I'll always cheer for those people first. But I don't dislike Daniel Bryan. You know, I'm not, but I'm. I'm definitely not one of these people that's going to take both of their index fingers and thrust them skyward, saying yes, yes, yes. However, he is one of those people that, uh, man, all like almost everybody loves him, and his participation in any show. Adds to the show. When Daniel Bryan is on the screen, there's more excitement. There's more, the crowd is more in a frenzy. So I'm all for this. And I think it's pretty safe to say at this point, we're probably getting Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Steen and El Generico, as I think they're calling themselves on Twitter again, because they're trying to play up the fact that they were fired. Um,. I don't know. I don't I don't have my finger on the pulse of this match yet. I I don't think I've sat and thought about it enough, but hey. Everybody gets to be happy, right, cuz Dan O'Brien's back. And I just hope that this doesn't end tragically. I hope he is really okay. And I wouldn't mind it. I, I don't think I'd mind seeing him only wrestle on TV like once a month. I, is that is that safe to say? Can we all agree at least on that? I mean, I know Daniel Bryan fans seem to me like a like a group of fans that just want to see him all the time doing all the things. I think he should probably take that uh, uh, diving headbutt through the ropes. I think he should probably take that out of his repertoire. Don't you? I mean, are you gonna love Daniel Bryan any less if he doesn't do that move? I don't know. Stuff to say. Everybody, uh, every everybody's tastes are different, I guess. But man, I'm really starting to kind of, kind of taper off here. I know this is definitely not the most exciting, energetic podcast that you've ever listened to, but. Man, if I didn't at least get on here before WrestleMania and talk about what I uh what I think's going on with WrestleMania, I wouldn't be a very good wrestling podcast host. But I also want to bring out something that you probably thought you'd never hear me say. <coughs> I think Impact Wrestling's got some pretty good momentum going, to be honest with you. The 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 fallout especially uh, on Sammy Callahan's part of that terrible baseball sh- uh, bat shot has been nothing less than masterful. Do yourself a favor and go, if, if, if you're not familiar with what happened, just Sammy Callahan was on Chris Jericho's podcast a week or two ago. Do yourself a favor and go listen to that podcast. Sammy Callahan is uh, uh, he's a gigantic fuckbag. And wrestling needs Sammy Callahan right now Wrestling needs Legitimate Fuck bags In it Someone where You don't even have to suspend your disbelief Because you can just look at the guy And hear what he has to say and go That guy's a fuck bag And Sammy Callahan Is doing a tremendous job at that and you know I've uh, I haven't watched this week's Impact Wrestling, but I've been watching it a little more regularly. I I tend to like let two or three episodes sit for a while and then just kind of pound through them all at once. So maybe that's what will happen with uh, across the line going forward. Is maybe that'll just become a show I do like every three or four weeks or something like that. Where I can just kind of round everything all up at once. Because there is some stuff on Impact Wrestling that I want to fast forward through. I mean, I think they got a lot of momentum going. I think they're, for the first time in a while, it feels like they got a pretty strong foundation. I mean, and they still do dumb shit. Like, hey, Austin Aries is back. Let's put the title on him in 10 seconds. Like, I will never forgive Impact Wrestling for doing that all the fucking time. But sometimes bad habits are hard to break. Anyway. You know, I'm gonna... You know, I have got the... Across the line feed up and running. Uh, Let's see... Let me uh, let me let me put that out. Let me put that out on the. Uh... Oh shit! Did I, do I not have it? I thought I made a. I thought I was working on that. Where did it all go? Oh, there it is across the line. Okay. I have um, atlpodcast.blogspot.com, where I have been putting all. Where I have started putting all of the old across the line shows up back into a feed, so everybody can listen to them if they want. And that way, if I feel like doing um, more across the line stuff, that will be the home for it. And once I get all of the old shows posted, then maybe I'll throw uh, then maybe I'll create an iTunes feed. But um, atlpodcast.blogspot.com uh, it has, So far, it looks like the first 20 shows are up and available. I'm trying to see if I can find the, um, the RSS feed link as well. I think I posted it in a tweet. So if you're not following me on Twitter, then you probably don't even have any sort of fucking clue about this. Um it is feeds dot forward slash ATL podcast. So same little handle there. Um I'm probably gonna see if maybe by WrestleMania time I'll get that whole catalog put up there. So if you want to go back and, and listen to what Across the Line used to sound like back in like 2011, 2012, etc. You want to kind of relive those uh, old Impact Wrestling slash TNA memories with me. That's where it's going to be. And then that's probably where I'm going to put new ATL shows as uh, as I feel there's stuff to talk about. That's going to be when that podcast will will happen. So you can expect a ATL podcast when I feel like there's stuff to talk about and maybe here over the next couple of days um, I'll be able to get some sleep I'll be able to start feeling better I'll sit and I'll watch uh, I'll catch up on impact wrestling and maybe we'll do a show here in the next few days again sorry about the uh, lack of energy here I'm sure you guys understand and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cut it off right there. Goodbye now.